Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Step by Step. With some skips along the way. Everyone, um, I cannot admit to you uh, the excitement that I currently feel. Um, we are recording this late in the evening, and I'm not a late in the evening person, but I'm so very, very humbled, as the other Dr. Cody would say, humbled, honored, and excited, right? Like all of those fancy adjectives, uh, to have a special guest with us today. Um, the, I would say the, and then pause, because there needs to be a dramatic pause. Uh, the Dr. Edrin Coleman is in the house tonight, today, this afternoon, this morning, this evening, whenever you listen to this, hopefully you do. Um, but he is truly an honor to work with, to know, to be around. Um, so we we hope that this episode brings you joy and lifts you up in all of its cheesiness. Um, so welcome, Dr. Coleman. Thank you for joining us. Thank you all for extending the invitation. I am excited and happy to be along for the ride. Yes. Um, we also bring you all um, in, in fair trigger warning. We, we all bring you a, a slight <laughs> dose of a uh, PTSD from the Zoom technology days. So we're giving it all to you in, in real honest time. Um, Let me tell her. <laughs> yeah. So, Dr. Coleman, how did you get to be where you are today? <laughs> Everyone's favorite question, right? Oh, God. That is so loaded. Yes. Um, Whoa. I had uh, nurturing parents who were extremely supportive musically in everything I did. Uh, I had really good teachers who were nurturing, um, who have stayed in my life till now. There's my, my high school choral director, my Junior high school choral director are still very much active in my life um, as mentors and friends. Um, I made it my mission to make myself available to be um, a worker because I knew it was important to um, be a part of my professional community because I would seen my past teachers do that. Um, so all of the, I, I guess I got to where I got to because I had good role models and I had really good teachers who I saw doing these things. And I knew these were the things that I needed to do to be a successful educator because I had successful educator role models. I love that you said, make yourself available, right? Like that has, Man, we could have a whole episode on make yourself available, right? Emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of those things. Yeah, um, yeah I did not make myself available for today. 
I, I came in, I was like, yeah, no, we're not available for business in any way, shape or form. But that is so true, right? You have to make yourself available. <laughs> and I think, I think as teachers, we don't often make ourselves available. Oh, did we lose him? Is he frozen? Yeah. He might be frozen. That's okay. Oh, oh, he's back. Here we go. We're back. Um, Here I am. <laughs> Gabe, do you, like, did you, because I know that you were um, also shaking your head when I was saying about making yourself available. Um, do you often find that, like, that's not something that you hear a lot of people talk about? Absolutely. Um Sometimes I witness it, you know, within my own school or within my own district. And a lot of it has to do with just sticking to the job, sticking to the benchmarks, sometimes sticking to the pacing guide and what you need to get finished. And then sometimes there's that anticipation that there's going to be a problem coming. So you become a little bit more reactive than proactive as well where our students, you know, they're just doing what they, they're just doing what they do with what they have and what they've got and what they know, which is not what we do. And most of the time, they just wanna know that they're loved and cared about. And it's so important for us to remember to be present in that moment because sometimes the lesson plan is not what they need. They need something more. And everything else will come together. Just before, the, just before this, um, Dr. Coleman and I, we were literally talking about how, you know, rehearsals and things, they always come together because the kids will end up doing what they need to do. But they also need to know that they are okay. And they will be okay with the people around them. So Dr. Coleman, how do you make yourself available for your students? Because I think the one thing, um, if you all don't follow Dr. Coleman on uh, social media, please do, because um, you always like find these words of wisdom that I'm just like, man, I need you to be like that 3D AI mirror to just give me like words of wisdom to just like pet me up, <laughs> give me that like face wash of like, all right, you got this. <laughs> But it's, you can see, obviously you can see how much you enjoy your job. Um, and I, I just, is there something that you do specifically to always make sure, or at least majority of the time, make sure that you're available for your students? Because I think that that's what it comes down to is like you are, you're there for them. And like that emits, like that energy is like you, you bring it out in others. Man, I tell you, it is it is such an humbling thing to hear um, when people say things like that, you know, that people are drawn to you or you're able to, like, attract students to you. And and honestly, it's not the first time I've heard that. I uh, um, When I was teaching middle school, I had a principal tell me, uh, she put me to the side and very honestly, she said, you know, you have like this Pied Piper power and you really got to make sure that you always use it for good. She said, because these kids will follow you off a cliff. She said, it's just amazing for me to watch. She said, but you have 
the Pied Piper power and you've got to make sure you always use it for good. And I always hear her in the back of my head saying that. Um, and I just see myself with, with a flute and kids marching behind me. <laughs> but but Pied Piper, I don't know why. I just I envision that. But um, it's nothing that I have ever thought about um, as far as I've never actively thought about what do I need to do to be available uh, for my students or for my colleagues. It's just, it's an action. It's just something that I know needs to be done. I mean, it's just a part of who I am, I guess. Um, it's easy for me to um, be relational with my students. I share, you know, things like my pictures of going to the Beyonce concert. They love that. Um, my bass section of my concert choir, Neck Ray Boys, they call me Pastor Coleman uh, because everything comes with a sermon. <laughs> Dr. Coleman is always preaching about being a good person, being honest, telling the truth, these types of things. Right, well, there so it is right there. Oh, uh, I'm clearly, sorry. we need Pastor Coleman as his own podcast. <laughs> right. And, and, and there it is right there. See, that is, but that's also showing, that's showing relatability. That, again, that goes back to the action, but there it is right there. It's showing that relatability and your students, again, know they're in a safe place with a safe person, someone who they admire and they will end up going to the ends of the earth for. Yeah. A per just perfect examples right there. Have you ever had a time when you, I guess, let's let's flip the script and let's go the other way, where you didn't have that energy or you didn't have that connection, maybe with a specific student or maybe just a group or you were struggling? Um, yeah, you don't win them all. You don't win them all. Uh, I take that back. You don't win them all in the moment. You win them all. Um, specifically, um, at, I'm, I won't say any names, uh, but in my teaching at a certain school where I uh, landed and was teaching, uh, one of the students uh, who was a senior at the time at this school gave me a very hard way to go. Um, just did not want to work with me uh, they, they had a, a deep love and affection for their previous conductor um, and just could not envision that someone else could come into their world and, and train them and be as good as them. And and uh, that person, uh, that student gave me such grief their senior year in high school, but a phenomenal young musician destined to be a music teacher. We both knew that, this student and I. Uh, fast forward to five years later, this student has now graduated and is teaching in the state. And uh, at the very first um, MMEA conference when they were a teacher, made a beeline to me to apologize for how they treated me their senior year in school um and so when i say you don't win them all you don't win them all then but you win them all 
because I tell them things like when I'm fussing, you'll thank me when you're 30. And full circle. They thanked me when they got a job and started teaching and realized, whoa. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that is true. Uh, I actually, um, I had a similar experience. Uh, <laughs> Uh, another ah! another uh, guest appearance. The other Dr. Chikami is making an appearance. Just say hey. We're recording. Just casually walked in here. Hey. He casually walked in here. You got to say hi. People can't see your heart. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's two of my favorite people on the screen. <laughs> uh, he's not talking about me, by the way. No. <laughs> uh, uh, true love right there. Uh, so I was that student. Um, for one, if not two of, I had, I think four band directors, three band directors <laughs> throughout my, my high school time. And I was, uh, so I went my eighth grade year to high school. Um, so when my teacher left after my freshman year, like I went for that teacher, I went for like we were all set up. We had our little thing going. Then we left and went to a different school. And like as as a teenager, like I couldn't understand. That. I couldn't like yeah, yeah. right. Like you I can't understand. You can't understand it. Like things change. You're like, why are things changing? I don't understand. No, I literally have four different teachers. I had a different one each year. And man, I am so sorry for all of them. Like I was just. <laughs> as high maintenance as they come I was not I wasn't like I wasn't overtly mean in any way I was always respectful but I was like borderline like why do you need to be this high maintenance like it just doesn't need to be this much um but I actually then saw yeah. my last teacher um who was with me when I when I graduated I actually saw her at, at VMEA and it was it was definitely like a full circle moment of like oh my gosh now we're weirdly like sort of in like this profession together I'm so sorry <laughs> but you know like it, it is that like oh you understand like when you're in someone else's shoes right um coming in and then you understand yeah you understand um yeah you understand. how do you sustain your energy or are you naturally an energetic person I am naturally an actor. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe that's the truth. I mean, I just know how to turn it on. Turn it on. I, I mean, part of part of being an educator is being able to have a command of an audience. Um you've got to be captivating, you've got to be funny, you've got to be um, energetic, you've got to be professorial, you can't just be funny, you've got to actually give information. Um, you know, you got to embody all of these things to keep people engaged so that they will buy into whatever it is you are selling. So I learned a long time ago, in my teaching from teaching elementary school, and that's probably why I do so well in the classroom. Um, you 
it had to keep those third graders and fourth graders and second graders engaged. And um, if you can't keep those students engaged and wanting to be there, then you're going to have a hard way to go. So, you know, I had to learn very quickly as a young first year elementary teacher that I had to be on. And not just for fun, but for facts filled with fun. Because people were like, well, yeah, they're having fun, but what are they learning? So, yeah, I think I learned a long time ago that to be a teacher meant, you know, you had to come to work and do the part of giving yourself. And if you're not giving yourself, then they're not believing it. Because kids are it. honest. Kids are honest. They oh, are baby. Oh, baby. And they, and they see, listen, we, I feel like no matter what the age, elementary, middle, or high, we do not give these students enough credit because they see right through the fake. They see right through the inauthentic. They're so perceptive. <laughs> yes, they are so, and, and, and that, yes, and, and that is why they feed off of our energy too. If we are not in the mood. Mm -mm. And people, people uh, misconstrue perception with problem solving. Um, perception is the intuition feeling that, that guts something that um, they, they don't have the wherewithal to problem solve or, or work their way through to a final conclusion of things. And they are always like, well, how did you know that would end up? Because I was 16 before two. And you, can, you only think to a point. I think further than you do because I've lived longer than you. But it doesn't stop their natural intuition for a, a BS uh, thermometer. Any kid can smell it a mile away. Okay. Mm -hmm. you, you know, a change of tone, a change of attitude, a change of kids aren't dumb. You want to talk like this? Just, they will embarrass you in the classroom. Try to be fake with an administrator. We never did this before. You never told us this before. You only saying it's not because somebody in the classroom. They'll say it. But on the flip side, so if you don't, if you're not real with them every day, yeah. On the flip side, if you have them, right, you can be like, hey. You know, if we ever get into this situation, this is how I need us to go, right? And they'll... Oh, baby, trust. Trust. Yeah. Don't think that my classrooms don't run that way. From day one, if anybody walks in this room, this is how you comport yourself. Period. I don't care if it's Jesus or whoever, Beyonce. And so we have those conversations. So when somebody walks in to talk to Dr. Coleman, nobody gets all funny and acting and, you know, or if there's a fight outside the classroom, nobody's like all of a sudden running to the door. Mm -mm. But those are things that you lay down in the beginning of the school year so they have a, an understanding of your expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you ever had students come in the like come join your program, um, like transfer student, whatever, in the middle of the year and struggled, or is it pretty like 
they know and someone else will take them by the wing to be like, this is how things are run. Uh, that's a funny story. Um, I feel like I got a story for everything. I mean, yeah. That's why you're here. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> this year, actually, I had a student come brand new, um, uh, October-ish. Say it again. Oh, he was saying that's why you're here. It's to uh, tell oh, y'all are frozen on me. Okay, say it again. Oh. <laughs> uh so um she came from a choral program that was pretty much like ours you know good choir had done you know they do sight reading in their choral program and you know pretty comparable stuff so I'm like hey you know you know she came from a, a, you know she came with knowledge and ability um but automatically assumed that she should have more um more more status more uh say so more whatever and so someone had to pull her to the side and was like um you're new here <laughs> and while dr coleman appreciates your talent and is happy to have you here you don't have the right to start coming here just saying we should do this or do that or and um Actually, I didn't have to say anything. The students handled it. And uh, once the peers handled it, the everything changed. The the attitude changed. The the <clears throat> I, the 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 I'm so good, you should listen to me attitude changed to I'm good and I'm happy to be here with all these other good people. <laughs> As it should have been in the very first place. But that's you know, true. So, when you yeah, train that's kids how to uh, handle situations, sometimes you can just step back and let them do it. You know, that's really good proof. Yeah, I'm of... done. You're fine. <laughs> that is proof of just setting a wonderful classroom community. Like you said, that um, that that Pied Piper, just I'll just call it that swagger you have. And how you're no, no si yes seriously and coral swagger can, yes coral yes, swag and, and that's a great way I'm to, with that, that coral swag yes yes and just the fact swag. that you <laughs> the fact that you're able to have such a community that way that when someone new does come in I mean it's not more so of a like hey like you're new you don't matter it's more of a slow down we're we're happy you're here but this is a different this is different and they were able to communicate with this student without it being without it being standoffish it was more of a it was just more of a look look we're glad, we're glad you're here but calm down yeah they were very much um we're glad you're here but you've got to respect our procedures and the way we do things. And, you know, we're happy to have you become a part, a part of our family. You can't come in here and take over our family. <laughs> and so, you know, they, it, I mean, and once the kid, that student got it, they got it and their part, they, they have been enveloped and they're loved and they come in like everybody else now. And they're, they're, they're just another a voice in the family.
I like that um, you're part of the family, but you don't get to take over the family, right? Because uh, sometimes that is hard, right? With a, a student with a big yeah. personality or that is trying to show off they have a big personality to cover up other things. How do you communicate with them mm -hmm. in a way that doesn't make them disengage, right? Is the be a part, don't take over. Yeah. Um, yeah. If... You asked something else I want to I want to yeah. jump back into uh, about making yourself available. Uh, I think one of the things that any teacher can do is to be honest with their students about their strengths and weaknesses, admitting mistakes, things like that. <clears throat> I think that's a, a real way to make yourself available um, is those vulnerabilities. You may not feel like you are um, <laughs> making yourself available, but student, um, you, you are really opening yourself up to them to feel like you, you're creating a place for them to be honest about mistakes and things like that. So I really think that is a, a, a it's not like a, um, it's not an active thing that I'm doing to make myself available. But it's a, it's a very uh, passive, cerebral thing that I know that I'm doing. It's not a physical, tangible thing, but it's a very uh, purposeful thing. If that and makes that's sense. just human. It, it makes perfect sense because that's, that's just being human. Yeah. I always yeah. apologize to my students when I, when I mess up. And I'm not just talking about, say, leading my course and I'm hurting my playing wrong note, or if it's my general music and I teach a lesson totally wrong i mean in my actions or my reactions so for example when i lose my patience i always apologize right away right away it's always that came out i did not model that correctly and i know that startled some of you i apologize or you know what you were right i assumed and I should not have done that. I jumped the gun. I apologize. And I tell them because if I'm gonna have if I'm gonna hold you all accountable, then why can't I hold myself accountable? What am I modeling? It's not a well, I'm the adult, you're the child, so what I say goes, case closed. It is, oh. I stand corrected. Mm -hmm. All right, I tell I tell them I have to steer the ship because <laughs> I have the I have the destination, I have the map, but we got to work together. Uh, I will often tell the kids um, I'll, I'll apologize and be like, "Man, I'm not," you know, preemptively be like, "I know I'm not my best self today." Has anyone else, you know, bring them into the conversations? Anyone else just felt like they just didn't want to do anything? Um, actually, just this morning, I came in and I was just in a grumpy mood. I definitely had like my grumpy cat face on. I had not had enough coffee. I was, definitely didn't have the Dr. Coleman energy ready to go. Zero availability to anyone at all. Um, and I was covering for a class and like I, I was under a timeline. Like I had to get stuff done that like I had planned for and stuff. And so the kids are just kind of looking at me like, 
what are we going to do? Because I'm just thrown into a class and I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. The smartboard isn't working. Um, and math at uh, 7.20 in the morning doesn't really sound like fun for anybody. So I, I was honest with them and I just said, I have to get this, this, and this done. I'm under a deadline. If I don't, I'll be in a lot of trouble. Can we work? Like, can you just give me a few minutes? Because I'm not your, I'm not your teacher. I'm happy to be here. And I want, I want us to have a conversation. I want us to be purposeful, but I just need a second. I didn't use all of those words. Um, I, I brought it down to their level um, for sure. But then when we did, like they gave me that moment then instead of like, Dr. C, Dr. C every five seconds, right? Like they gave me the space that I needed to just get done. They understood or like, oh man, yeah, I really feel that way. I just want to sleep. And then they let me, we came back. We ended up talking about if you could be any, like if you could create any flavor of ice cream, what would it be? We started talking about spirit week, you know, like, so it was that we were able to engage. But when I was honest with them of like, oh, sometimes like we started talking about things we don't like to do that we have to do. Like the those kind of conversations that we often shy away from instead of just kind of like put our head to the computer and be like, oh, I'll just be with you in a moment, right? Well, that, that makes whoever is behind that feel like the computer is more important instead of hearing, man, I have to get this done. I'm so sorry. I want to, I want to be with you. I, I like, this isn't an option for me. You know, then just like that honesty um, that I think, I think we assume, we assume gets taught to new teachers. We assume gets taught to us or just kind of gets taken up as adults. And I don't think it does. Like, I think, I think there needs to be more conversation of like, it's okay to tell your students you're having a bad day. It's okay. So. It sure is, it sure is. Um, Dr. Coleman, is there something that you tell they yourself? Oh, go ahead. They see me laugh. They see me upset. Um, they see me apologize. Yeah, I think having <laughs> Dr. Coleman runs on coffee. Yeah, you do. Don't you run on Duncan? Right. Maybe. Yes, my students have brought that me backwards. <laughs> my students had to. They love to bribe me with coffee. They know how to get to me. Mm -hmm. We always ask, like, how do we get to the students, and we don't often share that with you know the vice versa. Um, I used to have elementary students when we'd have after school rehearsals. They would always bring me Starbucks. So. Yeah, <laughs> they got to know. So, but you have to tell them what you like. Like I start off the first the, the first day of school, like so. I like Star. I mean, I like uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I like Marvel and DC comic books. And so I get flooded with all kind of Marvel and DC stuff. I get flooded with all kind of coffee, and I'm a happy teacher all year long because I get everything I want.
maybe, man, maybe that's the missing thing is we're not communicating what we like to these students enough. And that's making these that's kids what you like because I got kids. Baby, they go on family vacations and come back and bring me stuff, Spider-Mans. And we went to the amusement park and I couldn't come back and not bring you this Spider-Man because I saw it. Thank you. I love you for it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Dr. Coleman, for being here. Um, final thought, I guess, is there a is there a phrase that I don't want to say like peps you up or like just has a lot of meaning that will kind of keep you going when the going gets tough? I have two, two um, teacher quotes that I kind of live by. Um, the first one is the tag in my email, and I've had it uh, since my third year of teaching, and this is 20-something. Uh, they'll never care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um that one is the most meaningful to me. I carry that one in my heart. Um, the one that I live by my classroom is teachers need students like pencils need erasers. I'm the final point, but I'm not always right. Oh. Powerful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And if I could just, if I could just say, um, once again, it's, it was so great having you on here, Edrin. Um, I will say with no shame that last year you were a huge reason why I came back this year. Last school year for me, you remember we had long talks was probably the hardest of my career and it really had me questioning but we had our we had our moments and you got me back on track so thank you i'm humbled and honored we're um uh, we're just gonna set you up a booth and so uh we're just <laughs> That's what's going to be what happens. We're going to say, Pastor Coleman, people are going to come give you their teaching woes and you're going to figure out a way. Just be like, just unleash your burdens. <laughs> and <laughs> here's a collection plate. Drops my course swag on some people. I think the new term is drip. You have coral drip. I got coral drip. Okay, yeah. thank you. Give me a hip because I don't know. Yeah, I she said swagger. Yep. I I said swagger. I was like, man, that was th those were my high school years. Uh, the other Dr. Ciccone, um has a whole bunch of new terms too now that are that are out there. So it's 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 a whole it's a whole thing. It's a whole new world, baby. <laughs> whole new world. Well, thank you so so much <clears throat> for being here. Thank you, listeners. We hope um, you got a little bit of inspiration, maybe some validation. Um, I think the takeaway definitely here is find a way to make yourself available and be honest 
um, with those around you when you can't be available. I think that's a big, big thing. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you, uh, Dr. Slash Pastor Holman. So very, very much. And don't, don't forget <laughs> Take things, take them step by step. And you'll find some skips along the way. <laughs> <laughs>